Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Breakfast with Brokers. Uh, we have not been doing this for a while. Truth be told, I was opening the brokerage and it took every fiber of my being. <laughs> um, but we are open and finally functioning properly. And so I uh, have a little bit more time to to rock and roll with these podcasts, which I think we're going to double down on. Um, we've had a lot of really nice um feedback from it. And it was always something that I've always wanted to do. And now I have, you know, a nice little small brokerage full of a bunch of rock stars. So it'll be fun to, uh, to kind of share this with them and, and get a bunch of people on here. So you're not just listening to my boring voice all the time. So, um, this episode, I'm going to, it's going to be a bit of a rant. Um, I, since owning a brokerage, I have had it, this conversation with every, at least one person every day. Um, and on one hand, um, I'm excited about it. And on the other hand, I think there's a huge disconnect between reality and the fantasy. Um, and so I'm just going to dive right in and, and kind of go after it. But I think the million dollar listing craze has created a false impression of what our lives are like as realtors. And this isn't just me saying, you know, I work hard, you should pay me for it. Like, that's not, that's not where I'm going with this. I think many people wouldn't have the stomach for what it actually takes to be a fairly, I, and I use the word fairly, successful real estate agent. And there's a couple reasons why. Um, and so I'd like to kind of go through um, kind of the falsities that are, are in that TV show and, and kind of <laughs> mention what a day to day is like. And I've done this before. I've actually done video kind of stories on Instagram about a day in, in the life, uh, of what I do, um, which is very interesting, uh, for no one, <laughs> but I think that it is incredibly imperative that we get real about what it really takes to be in this business because, frankly, it's not safe if you think that you're just going to put a property up, make money uh, like Ryan Serhan. And I think that it's incredibly important um, that we start talking about how hard this business actually is and what it does take to succeed in it because it's not fair to the people that are leaving their secure jobs and putting their families at risk to get into an industry that they, they are completely unaware of how hard it is. So going to jump right in. Um, basically, you know, Million Dollar Listing has created um, this, this kind of Disney world of what realtors do. And a lot of it is actually quite true. So a lot of it, what I do like is when they start talking, particularly in the luxury sector, of what goes into properly presenting a home of that caliber. That's all very true. I would love for them to show a little bit more of what that costs, um, because the costs that those big homes and, and really high-end luxury properties take um, from a marketing perspective, um, from a personnel perspective, um, it, it, it's quite high. Um, I've had the privilege to list um, some celebrity homes and some high net worth homes in markets that did not support the high price tags. Um, and after listing a couple of them, I realized how not worth it it is to list those properties unless you have a seller who's really, really realistic about the price. Uh, because you're going to spend thousands 
thousands, not hundreds, thousands of dollars to properly do a video for a home like that. You're looking at one to two grand to properly do photos for that. You're looking at at least a thousand dollars. Then you have broker events, which hopefully sometimes you get sponsored by, you know, um, professionals that you trust, but to a point, but there's no way to cover a cost of something like that. So you're essentially putting on little mini weddings for these properties and you have to do it several times. And then there's the whole marketing aspect of things, which luckily with Angle and Volkers, um, the company that I am with and I'm a licensed partner and I own a branch of, um, you know, we have a great PR department that goes out there and has great connections for us. But, you know, if you're in a different brokerage, you might not necessarily have those connections. Um, So you have to employ PR people. I mean, it is a huge undertaking to present a property like that and to do it correctly, right? Um, and the, the percentage, and forgive me because I don't have it, but the percentage of these homes actually not selling is incredibly high. So you do all of that with this mindset of one day, and when I say one day, one to two years on average, you're going to get you know the sale of that home. And this is where I think there's a disconnect with million dollar listing. Because a lot of those properties that you have in New York are you know, and, and luckily to Ryan and Frederick and all of their credits, they, they have the, the, the fuel behind them, right? The financial fuel, the marketing fuel because of the show. Um, and so they're able to kind of expedite those processes, but I'd be really interested to see how much is actually going into the back of each one of those things. I mean, they have massive teams of people trying to get this stuff done. And so there's a little bit of a disconnect. I was just on a listing presentation for a $10 million home that I literally turned down. <laughs> and the, when I tell you the seller, I, I it looked like she saw a ghost. I said, she said, I want to list this for 15 million. I said, it's worth 10. She said, there's no way I can take that. And I said, well, there's no way I can take this listing. And she flew off the handle. What do you mean? Everybody wants this listing. I was like, everybody wants to use your house as a marketing ploy. I don't have time to do that. So I am only taking listings that I feel I can actually sell with listing with with sellers that actually are motivated to do so, right? So and look, I'm not going to lie to you, there's some uh listings in my portfolio right now that we are we have a mutual understanding me and the seller that this price is unrealistic and we're trying for it anyway and then that's my decision as a as an agent or as a broker to decide whether or not I want to take this on for whatever reason, right? And those are personal conversations I have with my clients. But the disconnect with million dollar listing that I think is, and look, I don't know these people personally. I don't know their books of business, so I can't speak to what actually goes down. And there's no MLS in New York. So we're going off of basically the contract price, the street easy, whatnot. Um, But when those properties sell, what bothers me is it almost looks like it's a breeze, right? And the actual work that goes in behind Frederick and Ryan Serhant is incredibly enormous and very personal heavy. And I think the way they do it is absolutely brilliant. So if there's one good thing that comes out of that show, it's the creativity behind how they present these listings um, and how they do it and, and how it, you know, it looks, but they're also trying to, you know, they're trying to loop you in. So these big numbers come in and all this stuff. And I, I just feel like there's, it glamorizes what we do far more than it provides an an honest depiction of what goes on, right? And then here's the other thing. You have very few agents dealing on that level of listing, right? So the majority of your time as a realtor is going to be in the four to $700,000 mark in our industry, in our market rather, 
And then maybe, you know, you get a couple Hail Marys with a one to $1.5 million listing just by the nature of, you know, how expensive Hoboken is in general. So you're dealing more in that subsecond of the market. So you have to, you know, and those payouts are way lower. <laughs> so you have these people that watch Million Dollar Listing and then they come up to me and they're like, how do I become an agent? And I'm like, you, you have to be, first of all, you don't make money. The average realtor, the average realtor in the U.S. of A makes $26,000 a year. Think about that. <laughs> in Hoboken alone, we have over, a th- I think we have exactly 1,011 realtors as real estate agents that identify Hoboken as a place of work. And the global average is $26,000 a year. Let's include maybe some extra $1,000 because of you know, the higher price points here, so fine. So let's say you're able to make $50,000 a year in real estate. To make that $50,000, especially in a for one or two years, you are working at least 75 hours a week. And so the glamorization of, oh, you're, you know, I'm, I'm riding in Suburbans with my driver and I get dropped off and there's a $10 million listing and I leave and I sell it. I mean, the stuff that has to be done to get to that point is, is borderline excruciating. And so my frustration with the show is the not honest depiction of what you have to do to get there. And I think people really need to think about what they're willing to do. I mean, I haven't seen my husband in four days. (laughs) You know what I mean? People have families. They don't see their kids. They don't tuck their kids in at night. Which brings me to my next point. That is like, sorry, it's such a, (laughs) brings me to my next point where people are like, oh, well, I want to go into real estate because I can make my own hours. If you are not at (laughs) yes at some point in your career now now at this point I really do try to take off at least one day a week and really you know zone in my because now I have bigger responsibilities I'm really trying to make sure that my head is straight at all points for the people that I lead in my organization right so I need a day off I know I need that to, to to recharge right I also take my mornings off I make sure that I don't answer a single email until 9 a.m. So I'm listening to podcasts, I'm reading, I'm feeding my brain, I'm working out, I'm making sure that it's all about me till nine because it's not about me until I go to sleep again that night. So there's a huge mental strain on the job like this and I think in any entrepreneurial job where you have to keep yourself going constantly. And that means you think you have a deal closing and 20 minutes later, it's not closing anymore. Or you're 10 minutes out from the closing table and you realize that person just bought a boat and they can't afford the house anymore and they're not getting the loan and you don't close. Those are real time issues that happen. And so I think it's more important when people say they want to get into real estate to sit with a realtor that is maybe doing anywhere from two to $6 million a year and really see what their day to day is like, because you have to be a willing to get kicked in the gut repeatedly and get back up. That's the only way you're going to be successful. Two, I feel that you should not embark in this job unless you have at least six months of expenses, and I'm talking everything, everything you put in your mouth, everything that has to fuel your home, everything you, every ounce of gas you put in your car, find out that number, save six months of it, and then you can quit your full-time job because there's a chance you don't get a paycheck for six months. I also feel that people are completely unrealistic about the hours that it takes. So going back to that, You cannot make your own hours. (laughs) That is not a thing. You are at the mercy of your clients. Your clients, that sale is the only way you get paid. There is no salary. So if you are not doing exactly when your client needs you to see it, 
it's, it's wrong. And I had a girl, I, can't, I will never forget this. She was like, not making any money. And she's like, I don't work Saturdays. And she like said it like it was a badge of honor. And all of us looked at her like, what? that is the most insane thing I've ever heard. You have to work Saturdays as a realtor. I mean, just now, eight years in, and I own a brokerage, is the first time that I've been able to maybe take one or two Saturdays off. And if you aren't all in on that, if you aren't committed to what you're going to do, you shouldn't be doing this. And the choosing your own thing, yes, if you want to be, if real estate is, um, you know, an ancillary thing. So real estate is just going to be, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars or a couple thousand dollars a year to, you know, spending money or something like that. Fine. Then yes, you can choose your own hours. You can, you know, it is flexible in that regard in the sense that you can move your day around so that you can be home to pick up your kids at 3 p.m. However, those kids go to bed and you're working from seven until whenever you go to sleep. And if you don't have that commitment level, if you aren't head over heels in love with this industry, you will fail. And that is something I will stand by. And I will tell anybody to the face (laughs) that that is 110% true. Like any other entrepreneurial endeavor, you have to be all in or it's not worth it. So I think if people really got real about the real estate industry and they really say, I mean, there's so, please, I could go on for like hours. There's so many stories. We, (laughs) I'll give you one. I had to show an apartment. And the majority of the stuff I do is on the luxury sector. However, I am, I have no shame. I will go to the hood and show an apartment and I have no problem doing it. Money is money. And so I am in the hood. I am showing an apartment and, uh, to a client of mine who she's lovely. She rents apartments, um, from me exclusively. Um, every couple of years she moves to a new, saying she's, she just likes trying out new neighborhoods. I think it's actually awesome. She's kind of my spirit animal. So she, I was going into this place and I'm already like, let's go, let's do this. I want to see it, blah, blah, blah. So we go into this apartment and we walk up the stairs and (laughs) there's this overwhelming smell of fish. Like you just, it was like we were at the bottom of the ocean. And I was like, what is this? I opened the door and I kid you not, close to 50 to 60 crabs crawl out of the door. Okay. We're screaming because you, one, you're on land. You don't, and we're in, you know, apartments. You do not expect sea life to be crawling out of the door. So you think they're spiders. So we were, scre- I mean, literally, I, I was the closest I've ever come to an actual heart attack. We were screaming our faces off, and a nice guy comes out and he's like, "Sorry, sorry, you know, their their cage got out. I'm trying to collect them all. I make like crab cakes or something." It was. The most insane thing, we literally just turned around and walked out. That is a real day in the life of a real estate agent. That is actually what happens. Let me give you another for instance. One day I went down, I was showing an apartment and I walked downstairs, place is beautiful. The the price was so cheap for where it was. I was like, what is wrong? Something has to be wrong. It's another rule of thumb with real estate. If it's too good to be true, it is absolutely not what you think it is. (laughs) So... We're going around, the place is beautiful, it's pristine, it's clean, everything's great, blah, blah, blah. We go down into the basement, and there is a full-on sacrificial altar with animal carcasses and all of this in the basement, okay? They were practicing Santeria in the basement. It was the creepiest thing I've ever seen. We screamed, ran up. Third and final story. And there's, these are only the ones I can share, because I would never want to compromise my client's confidence in me. Um, so I third and final story. 
I'm showing apartments to a young couple. They're really excited about buying. Um, I actually love doing first-time home buyers. It makes me feel like I'm actually providing value in this industry. Um, I 110% out of all of the stuff that I've done, and I've worked with celebrities, I've worked with you know high net worth individuals, I've been in some of the world's most beautiful homes. First-time home buyers are some of my favorite, favorite, favorite clients, and it's because they actually appreciate you. You're actually helping them, um, and it's just it's just a fun process. So a lot of times the first time home buyers, their parents come along because realtors have the reputation of being used car salesmen. Um, and so they want to make sure that the person that their kids are dealing with is not an idiot. So we, I deal with tons of parents. I absolutely love when parents come along. Uh, the more the merrier, let's go. So we're going along and we're seeing an apartment. Like first time home buyers, you know, I've had, they run the gamut. People think they're going to be low priced. Honestly, not. I've had a lot of first time home buyers in the million dollar range. You know, they just never decided they were going to buy a home. So in this case, we were probably in the mid-range, about five, dollars $600,000 for a two-bedroom condo. Um, and it was uh, back when you, know, you could actually get a two-bedroom condo in Hoboken for $600,000. Um, and we're walking through. And now all of these showings have to go through the landlord, or I'm sorry, the owner. If they have any tenants in the place, they know, like everyone has to approve each showing. You cannot just walk into apartments, right? You have to be approved. And this was before we had the Bluetooth super lock boxes where you only had to be a realtor. So even more so, you, you couldn't just get keys. You had to be able to, you know, you had to know that this was an approved showing. And I'm taking this couple through and I'm doing my spiel and I'm like, yeah, don't worry. It's going to be fine and whatever. And we go through and now keeping that in mind, every single person involved, if you have a tenant, if you have the seller, what everybody knows the showing is about to happen, right? So I walk in and we walk into the space. And in this case, we had their parents with us. Um, I think it was like their niece and nephew. There was like a couple kids with us, whatever. We were like a party of seven walking into this place. And I opened the door and you could just have that sense that someone was in the apartment. So I'm going, hello, hello, you know, it's Lisa, you know, realtor, I'm showing, <laughs> showing the apartment. And uh, no, nothing. So I'm like, okay. So we're going through, I'm like, everyone, please go through, open whatever you need to open. I'm here for any questions, blah, blah, blah. I'd like to kind of step back and let people do their thing, right? So I don't feel like I'm that pushy, annoying realtor. And they were like, well, where's the master? And I was like, oh, it's on this side. And we go to open the door to the master and two people are full on going at it in the, 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 whatever. And we literally screamed. Now I had parents there. I had the, the kids there. It was the most embarrassing thing. And I, I'm like, guys, you knew that we were coming. Like you knew that this was going to happen. And they're like, yeah, it's okay. And they just sat there. They didn't, they weren't embarrassed. They didn't do anything. I literally was like, let's go. And that is, that is a real, that happens. I mean, not that specifically, but stories like that happen constantly. And you have to be able to pivot and you have to be able to, you know, make sure that you are in a place of, of complete control, um, both mentally and, you know, physically. And you want to make sure that, that you um, have control of the situation that you do that. So there's, I have so many other stories. I mean, we could do a podcast just on crazy real estate stories. I can't even begin to tell you. Um, but I, the moral of the story is there's, you know, a lot of glamorization to this job. And don't get me wrong. There are some times when I literally pinch myself, pinch myself, where I'm like, this is actually my life right now. But I will tell you that there probably are few and far between. And the majority of it is just you have to love the grit. You have to love the process. Gary Vee says it perfectly. If you don't love the process of getting to that point, it's not even worth it. Because there's so few of those moments where you're like, wow, I really did this. There's so few. And the climb is really the part that you really need to start to really get jacked up on. So 
I will leave you with this. You know, if you're interested in getting into real estate, I'm happy to have a conversation with you. I'm happy to talk to you. And you should know that there is absolutely no ceiling. You can make all the money in the world, but there is 110% no floor. And if you're not willing to work, if you're not willing to plan for this new real estate change, then you are losing right out of the gate. And so there's ways to do this where it's less scary. There's ways to like things to put into place to make sure that you are covered financially. Um, and that all of that needs to be taken care of before you pull the trigger. All of it. Just getting a real estate license is 110% not what you need to do. So I hope that helps. I'm going to go <laughs> calm down. <laughs> but if again, always here to talk to anybody if they'd like to, you know, really get into the craziness and maybe I can share some stories without sharing any names, but it, uh, it was, uh, it's been a great run. Um, and this next chapter is being a broker is even more exciting. And, and so if I can help in any way, let me know, but, um, I guess that's it. Live well, love more.